Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop doing start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Bling, a really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. It is most likely a Wednesday. Perhaps you're listening to this on a drive. Perhaps you're listening to this on a walk. You know what? I didn't even consider this. Perhaps you are in the middle of a very troubling situation and you can't turn off your listening device. And this podcast is still playing for some reason. But for whatever reason you're listening, you are listening to The Culture Kings. For those of you who are wondering, how long will this bit where Edgar has turned this quite lively, quite African-American show into a weird off NPR type show this is the last one for a while Jaquees will be returning on the next episode but for now you'll be hearing myself having a conversation with Kimya Bapornia she is a Persian American actor who you may know from Station 19 and soon will know from Avi's on NBC welcome to Culture King Hello, Kimya. Oh, hi. Uh, you, you said I would know when to speak, but I was sort of like, there were a few moments in there where I could have jumped in. Sure. And I didn't. Why didn't you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know how you you want to do this new thing without your keys. So. That's true. Well, you are uh, my fourth. Is that correct, DJ Dan? This is the fourth time I've done this. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with it. Okay, cool. How do you feel currently? Uh, no, I feel fine. I mean, I'm excited that this is just going to be a conversation. I we have attempted to do have you on multiple times. That's true. That's true. And you're it, very busy. I mean, it, you do stuff in the mornings, so that's tough. In the day. In the day. In the day, yeah. It's, uh, it's 3.30 right now. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, morning somewhere, but uh, not morning where we are currently. You got it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, oh, but, you're just looking at me. What's no, that? I okay. mean, uh, uh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm glad. I, uh, uh, you know what? It's uh, sweater weather finally, so I'm in. Mm. Is that a stupid thing to say? Not at all. Like I was so worried in the summer because I never know how to dress myself in sure. the summertime. But you're a Los Angeles native, that is correct. That's true. Not much season here. I mean, no, but uh, I don't know. I apparently everyone else. All my other friends who are from L.A. think that uh, it's always been this hot in October and November, but mm. I super disagree. I disagree as well, and I've only been here for four years. Yeah, I feel like I got more mileage out of all of my sweaters and didn't have to keep like just wearing the same T-shirts. Yeah. Jeez, 100%. right? 100%. Do you like cold weather? <sighs> I love it. Does it ever depress you that you don't have more access to it? Oh, uh, no, because it's more of a thing where it's very exciting when it happens okay. and not that I'm depressed when it's not happening. Sure. So That's you what... like it You like it at a distance. Uh, you don't no. want to always engage it. No, I would love to. Like, I would love to live in Portland. That's my thing. If wow. I, like, was so rich and fancy that I could live in Portland, Oregon, but, like, still go Still do all the industry stuff, stuff out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do, do you, that. Uh, do, are you, do you feel like you're affected by... Sunlight and lack thereof? Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I do kind of get upset when it gets dark because I'm not a nighttime person. Well, then you would not like Portland. Oh. The sun disappears a lot. 
Uh, yeah, but it's like overcast. You like yes. get a hint of it. I'm you do into get a that. hint of it. Yes. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in Portland. Oh, really? Yes. What? Uh, why? <laughs> my uh, my ex fiance lived there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's I where a lot of time uh, there. my mom first moved when she came from Iran. Okay. She went to Portland. What did she think of it? Uh, she loved it. I mean, she went to school there too. She finished college. She got her. What like, school did she go to? Um, she went to either a University of Portland or Portland State. I don't know. Okay. It's like she went to the better one. She okay. got like a business degree. Oh, nice. And then worked at her uh, her uncle's restaurant. Oh wow! Um, was it a Persian restaurant? It was not. Oh, what was it? It was a diner. Oh really? Uh, it was a diner. It was, was it called... kind of Americana style, like yeah, your it was burgers like sandwiches and, and sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then my mom's brother, so my uncle, uh, lives in Portland now mm-hmm. and owns a Mexican restaurant. Wow! It's called Bendito Taco. Does anyone in Portland listen to this podcast? Uh, probably. Go to Bendito Taco, okay. guys. Yeah. Uh, in Portland, a lot of people of different ethnicities own ethnic restaurants that are not of their ethnicities. Oh, that's the thing. It's Portland? a big thing in Portland. I mean, it's mostly like white bros owning ramen shops. Oh. But like that's a thing in Portland. Okay. It's like there's like this like cultural transactions always happening in terms of restaurant ownership. That's amazing. Well, I guess we're part of that. We're a legacy family of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Does that diner is that diner still open? No, the diner is no longer open. I wish I could remember what it was called. I feel like it was Loves or something, but that mm-hmm. is a diner. Yeah. Chain. Where was it located? Do you know in what part of Portland? Uh, in what it, sector? There's ugh, the four yikes. sectors. There's northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest. Uh, I don't know. North something. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Was it north? And So it's north of Bron- Burnside. We at least know that. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Wow, you are in. You were? I, I, yeah, no, I do know yeah, a lot dude. about Portland. Yeah. Okay, cool. She lived in Selwood. Oh, you ever been there? It's a little that. bit more yeah. hippie. I think it's like not hippie, hipster. I think it's like the Silver Lake of Portland, oh. which is crazy because Portland in and of itself of Portland is, that. is Silver Lake. Yeah. Have you been to the Enchanted Forest? I haven't. Oh, that place is great. Is it cool? It's full of a bunch of like stained glass and uh, like weird fiberglass mm-hmm. uh, amusement park characters mm-hmm. that were built in like the 60s. Okay. And it's very creepy but amazing. You take a lot of trips. I know that about you. Oh, yeah. You uh, uh, like you like to spend your weekends. Yes, I do. Uh, and uh, you and your girlfriend who I mm-hmm. I follow both of you very religiously on Instagram. Oh, dear. Uh, and sometimes I'll, I'll DM uh, your girlfriend. I won't say her name because I don't want to reveal her. Oh, or is unless it it's secret? okay. I mean, it's, it's fine. not a secret. Oh, no. You can call <laughs> Haley Travis. There, it's out. But uh, I like, I'm like, this place looks really cool because it seems like you guys, like, mm-hmm. I've seen you guys go to fairs and stuff yes. like that. Uh, a lot of that stuff is me uh, looking it up online to see what's going on over the weekend. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is me driving around and seeing a billboard or literally <laughs> driving past a fair and being like, Haley, we got to go back to this dumb fair later. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Was that something that your family did growing up? Um, actually, that's so funny. I haven't thought of this in a while, but yeah, when I was little, my parents made a point to like take weekend trips. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so weird. Do you think I'm subconsciously doing that because I was raised on that? No, I don't no? think it's subconscious. Think that, I just think, think it's I'm... like a passing on of tradition. Like you have this expectation of weekends because for me, I spend my weekends a lot of the same ways because on Saturday, because of the religion I was raised in, uh-huh. we went to church. So the weekend was more like shutting down and slowing down. And I'm okay. still that way where Saturdays I'm very slowed down. I do the same things every Saturday. I play oh basketball God. in the morning. Then I watch TV. Then I go drinking at night. That sounds great. Uh, but I don't adventure out. Like I've never oh. – the week is for that for me. Man, yeah, my parents used to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in elementary school, we used to either go to like 
Palm Springs or Las Vegas or like if it was wintertime, we'd go like up into the mountains to go mm. sledding or mm-hmm. something or go to Solvang for the day. Solvang. Yeah. What a place. What a place that I hated <laughs> until now. I mean, I uh, that is where the Sundance Lab was located. Oh, so you were there for a bit. I was there for a bit mm-hmm. and um, it's essentially Europe yes. on American soil. Yeah, I thought it was so boring because I would go in elementary school, right? <laughs> yeah. And when I'm like, oh, I don't appreciate any of this stuff. And you're right? not open to like testing out like oh, those no. candies and the weird foods and all of that stuff. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. It was just a thing that was fun for the adults. And then I had to just walk around and be bored in all the stores. But that, uh, I love it. So you are Persian American. Mm-hmm. Are your parents both uh, immigrants to this country? Yes. Or, okay. I'm first generation. They mm-hmm. both came here. So my mom came to Portland when she was 22. Wow. And then my dad came to L.A. when he was, I don't know, in his 30s. Okay. Yeah. So they were adults when they came here. Mm-hmm, yep. Do you have any idea of what that experience was like for them? Um, I don't know. Uh, they mostly either don't share or mm-hmm. have only positive experiences. Sure. Is what I found out. <laughs> I've honestly asked them, like, how did they meet? Because everybody wants to know the story of how their parents fell in love, whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we uh, met at our mutual friend's wedding. And uh, then we talked on the phone, and then we got married. Wow. That's all I know about it. Uh, And their honeymoon was like them driving from Portland to L.A. So travel is a big thing for them. I guess so. I mean, that's a long trip. I think it's about 16, 17 hours. Yeah. Uh, Which sounds like a fun road trip, but when I think about my parents doing it, I don't think they did all the fun stuff. No, I think it was very straightforward. It was very boring. (laughs) Like, I can't even believe it. I'll never know why or how they fell in love. Your father is the background uh, photo on my still? phone. It is still Dear the background God. photo on my phone, I That's believe. That's hilarious. Let me look. I was so happy that you did that. Yeah, it is. I showed him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is at a, a wedding, I believe. Yes. he. Uh, we were at a wedding in Charleston, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and my dad is wearing a tux, and then I turned around, <laughs> and he was suddenly wearing a top hat as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, it appears to me that you are a comedian, right? Yeah. That is very fair to say. Your father seems to be a very funny, quirky kind of a person. Oh, my God. Do you feel like you got any of that from him? No, actually, he's not even the funniest one. My mom is the funny one. Wow. My dad just doesn't even know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> he'll he'll crack jokes that he thinks are super funny, Absolutely. but they never are. Wow. They need somebody like that. That's why it's, it like works when I'm around my parents because they'll you say play stuff. Off of them. And I'll be like, okay, Dad, no, yeah. stop. And what's mm-hmm. funny is like me shutting yeah, him down. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my mom is just like funny on her own. Mm. I've been trying to get her to do a show for so long. Yeah. Or at least like sometimes UCB has those shows where you can like perform with your parents. Of course, like they have like the Mother's Day show or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I and I text my mom every time and she's always like, no, I couldn't. I'm too shy. No, yeah, no, I understand no, that. No. But oh, then around God. people, she lights up. Yes. But then the other thing is now recently she's been doing this where I'll ask her to do the show and she's like, oh, I can't. And then like a couple days later, she'll be like, so are we doing this show? Like, you literally <laughs> told me you don't want to do it. She like loves the attention. She wants you to of, beg her to do mm-hmm, it. She mm-hmm. does. She loves it. So do you have any siblings? I don't know if we. It's just me. It's just you. Yeah. Uh, that is fascinating. I don't meet many only children and I am very obsessed with birth order. It's oh. a it's a thing to me. I I believe I can I think that it says a lot about a person. Okay. Like cuz I think the way that you were raised yeah kind of informs who you are later. Well, here let me ask you, did you expect that I was an only child? When I first met you, yes. Okay. Because you were very eccentric when I first met you. Interesting. But now I see this uh because I've, I I we don't know each other very well, at least for a long time, I'd say. Sure. 
But because of the how we know each other, mm-hmm. I've gotten to know you very well. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Because we spend so much time together. We do. Um, but there's a, a responsibility to you and a a acknowledgement of other people to you that makes you stand out versus other only children that I know. Oh, cool. Thank, well, thanks. You seem very that. aware of other people. Yes. That's why uh, often people... Don't guess that I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. No one's ever said that because I'm so eccentric. That I mean, the first child. time I ever met you, you were the <laughs> largest energy in the room. Oh, God. And then uh, you said something like people was shoes. Remember terrible? that? You were oh, like, that people was shoes. Our... And, I, and I was like, this girl is crazy. Honestly, I watch too many cartoons <laughs> to do to be allowed to do improv, but yeah. it's okay. Uh... <laughs> do you feel very influenced by cartoons? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, my favorite thing to watch, the thing I think is most funny. Because I think you are a living cartoon in uh, a way. What a, the highest compliment I've ever received. Truly. Is one people can say that to me. But well, I, I think it's because you are like, you know, you're always down for fun. You're always sure. down for the, the very first time I ever saw you perform was at UCB's mess hall. And I was just like, who is this person? Oh, God. And why can they not be contained? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Mess hall was also like when I d- really didn't know what I was doing mm-hmm. at all. And I was just like. People are laughing. This feels like it's sticking to the wall. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just being insane. <laughs> Were fine. you always in, uh, interested in acting? Um, I think so. Here's what happened. Uh, when I was in in fifth grade, my dad signed me up for, uh, oh no, fourth grade. He signed me up for an after school improv class in elementary school mm-hmm. because I wouldn't talk to anybody. Yeah. At all. Were you very shy? So shy. Did you have cousins at all? Like, I did, did you have? Do you have a big extended family out here? No, I have like nine cousins total, and only five here. Uh, That's a lot. Four here. That's a lot. Is that a lot? That is a lot. I guess it's because I talked to uh, my girlfriend, and her family is like I mean giant, and they're LA locals as well, yes. right? Yeah. So I mean, that's like a big, massive extended family. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. So I guess my family is big. Great. Um. But even with my family, I wouldn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, there's my favorite photo of uh my family when I was younger is like everybody is at my old house and we're all just smiling and I'm turned around. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was like so upset to be photographed. Uh, but I went to this improv class and I w- and I loved it because they mm-hmm. let me be, I guess, eccentric. Or I was like, yeah. I can say whatever I want and it's fine and people like it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so I did that and then I signed up for the play and that was like what I did until fifth grade. And then I did. Um. Uh. I wanted to go to middle school and also do plays. I went to a magnet school that was like a performing arts magnet school. Okay. But uh, my dad. Uh, didn't want me to do that, so he put me in the math academy instead. Because I was also really good at math. What was the performing arts school? Um, it's called Milliken. Okay, because didn't you also go to performing arts school? There was a performing arts school inside your school. Uh, Carl went to the performing arts school. I was in the humanities magnet. And it was inside the same building, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at the same. It was Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Another uh, LA local. Right. Cool. Hi, Kimia. Hi. Do you know of Milliken? Yeah. Yeah. It's cooler now because they have like basically uh, mini college majors for everybody. Like you yeah. are like a science yeah. kid, or like a, we loosely had that. Like that's, we had the math academy and the performing arts academy. That's something that I heard of when I came here to Los Angeles. Is that like it's a big school, but not everyone's in the same school within that building. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? Uh, I don't know, it was fine. I guess I didn't think much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But it, it was good because um, I was in the math academy, so all my friends were in all my classes. So it was the yeah. easiest way to make friends. Absolutely. In middle school when, like, that's the worst time ever to be a, a human. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're very quiet and reserved. Yes. But at that point, I wasn't because I took that you took the improv class and you sure, were, sure. you're out there performing every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every day. Um, yeah. So I did math for two years, math and robotics. We would, like, build Lego robots. Oh, wow. We would program the RCX to, like, do, uh, like, pick up stuff and, like, mm-hmm. put the ball in a trash can. Whatever. Uh, and then in eighth grade, um, I got to go back to the performing arts. My dad was like, you can choose whatever you want to do. And I was like, great. I'll do my last year in drama production. Yeah. Um, and then in high school, I did plays and stuff. And when I was applying to college, I was like, I really don't know what else. Like, I can do as much with a math, a blanket math degree than I can with a blanket theater degree. So I might as well, like, do theater. My parents were chill about it. So okay. I also did that uh, for, in college at UCLA. Yeah. So she- I guess, yeah. So then, was there any part of you while you were taking those math classes, while you were building those robots, that could see that path for yourself? Uh, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Being an engineer is too much. Or like, yeah, that's people who do robots, right? Engineers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The only other thing I would do is maybe be an Egyptologist. What is that? A person who studies Egypt. <laughs> 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 is that Edgar? is that is that very interesting to you? Yeah, I loved it. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I know as much. Tell me anymore. something about Egypt. I probably don't know. Oh my god! See, I knew this was going to happen to me. Uh, <laughs> you brought it you up. Probably and... don't know. Yeah. Did you know they were the first people to uh, to put into practice what we do now? Uh, modern modern day birthing practices. Or I like, did not know that. What is basically what they used to do? That in is Egypt. insane. Like the stirrups and the sitting up. And I didn't know pushing. that. Yeah, there's like a hieroglyph on one of the temples. I went to visit it a couple of years ago with my dad, and that's where I learned this. was like, this is how we do birthing kind of now. And mm-hmm. it was just up on the on a temple in Egypt. Uh, there's something. Who's okay. your favorite Egyptian god or goddess? Oh, uh, I uh, what's her name? It's not, is her name Isis? Yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. the giant wingspan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's badass. Also, Heshepsut was a great pharaoh mm-hmm. that's the one who like wore a fake beard so everybody mm-hmm. would respect her oh okay women go- don't get no respect in the i mean this is something though. that we talk about a lot hell yeah uh oh you on this podcast no you and i oh yes women stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. mostly me being a sarcastic douche but we still do discuss oh it. yeah well i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> um is your father still very connected to Iran, and does he like talk about it a lot? Or, um, yeah, my my dad thinks Iran is the most beautiful place in the world. This I agree whole with thing him. Thing is like the culture is the most beautiful culture you could ever. see. I agree with him. Um, I do too. I mean, I was raised with him ye- yelling that at me, but like <laughs> yeah. I also happen to agree. My parents, have you been? Yes, I've been. The last time I was there was like over six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I've been four times total in my life because my mom's whole side of the family is still there. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, my parents go visit. They've visited like two or three times already this year, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. They have a lot of um, property over there, so they go to manage stuff and like visit my mom's side of the family because they're getting older, so they like to go and see people. Yeah. In case they pass. No, whatever. I, I, I hope, yeah. And then also, do you feel like there's any part of that where they feel like they may not get the chance based on how things have been going oh. in terms of, you know, um, the person who's sitting in office currently? Yes. Actually, when the Muslim ban was happening, my parents were in Iran. And I had a oh, moment wow. of like, are they going to be able to come back? Are your parents Muslim? Um, they, uh, we are as a family, 
but we don't do anything religious. Yeah. We just culturally are. You're, uh, you guys are Muslim in the way that uh, a white person would be a Baptist. It's like, yeah, sure. I guess my grandpa did it a bunch, but yes. I'm not doing any of that stuff now. Yeah, like my dad doesn't eat bacon. Yeah. Um, but he also doesn't pray. My yeah. mom will pray, but she'll eat like a plate full of bacon. Like it's great. They trade off of the <laughs> the fine. ideals. Yeah, they cancel yeah. each other up. And then we don't cover up, and we don't do mm-hmm. any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they were in Iran during that, and uh, they're citizens here and in Iran. Okay. So I was I felt okay because it can't be denied they're citizens yeah. here legally. Sure. Um, but my when I called my dad, he was like, "Yeah, it'll be fine to get uh, once we get back into the U.S." But uh, it might be that Iran is so mad about the ban that they won't let that they us won't let them come back. Go, yeah. Even though you know, so it was that sort of a thing. And that's just as heartbreaking. Yeah. To be able to be denied the access to your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was a really weird time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made it back fine. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Uh, what was the question? Oh, the person in office. Is that perhaps why they've been going so much? Oh, Is they trying so to get much. in all No, of their, I don't think uh... so. They just have more to deal with. Like, it just happens to be the same time that, like, people in my family are getting older and mm. they have more, like, property needs they have to deal with. Absolutely. It could also have something to do with our prez because they have to go deal with their properties over there even more now because the economy is so bad based on, like, what's going on in the world and with, like, our and relationship. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, like money in Iran is basically worth nothing. My dad was telling me the other day, mm. it's like, cause the mullahs are in power and like nothing is being changed yeah. and they want to overthrow them, but they can't stuff like that. What kind of businesses do they have? Uh, oh, my parents. Yeah. Well, they got apartments in Iran, oh, nice. but their actual jobs are my dad's an insurance salesman and my mm-hmm. mom was a bank teller, uh, oh, wow. but is not anymore. But my dad still does insurance even from Vegas, which <laughs> is where he lives now. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you more about that, and okay. I will after the break. We have returned. You are listening to Culture Kings with Kimia Bohornia. Kimia, what is entertainment like in Iran? Do you know? Like, did you watch oh. any Iranian shows or listen to any Iranian music? Uh, the music I've heard. Um, the music is is very like they they draw out notes mm-hmm. and it's like oh, I, 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 mm-hmm. not even the chant like the chanting music is separate even though that's exactly what sounded like I was just doing right yeah, now. Yeah, but that's like, not what I meant. But like the pop music and stuff like that. Yeah, the pop music. Oh, uh, there's a group called the Black Cats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they do like English rap with okay. like. Persian hooks. Okay. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, and that's probably all I know. The Black Cats, that's pretty fun if you, if you guys want to listen to some Black Cats. Sure. Uh, and then the other music, all the music is like kind of sad. Mm. It's like very uh, my sorrowful music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it all feels a little bit downery. Mm-hmm. But then also it's it's either like very sad or like very you have to dance to this. Yeah. Um, those are the two. Dancing is huge. Giant. Like every Persian party ends with like dancing. Yeah. And like a everyone's sitting in a circle singing, someone playing the domback. Like, like if it's a baby shower, it's like, all right, this is done. Now it's all dance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Dancing is a huge, huge thing. Even just like uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. ends with 
everybody dancing mm-hmm. and we sit in a circle my uncle sings while my other uncle like plays the Dombek beats and then like my aunt reads a piece of poetry so there's performance all around you yes. in your family like that seems to be so. a big component of your family yeah but i guess they don't put it together that's like the same thing as acting being yeah do they have have they ever i mean i saw a picture that made me weep and i t- i texted you about it and it was your family going to watch a taping yeah. of Abby's. And a part of that yeah. was me being jealous and knowing that my family would never come. I mean, I could no win. Way. I could win an Oscar and my mom wouldn't come. Really? Uh, they just don't like it. Interesting. But to me, that felt like they understood that oh, you yeah. were being successful. But do, have you ever felt that they don't necessarily support you in what you're doing? Um, or that, is it that they don't understand? They don't get how it works, the mm-hmm. process at all. Yeah. Uh, because I've been doing it maybe since fifth grade, they've yeah. resolved to be supportive of it. Yeah. Uh, their big thing was like they were worried about failure, which is like that's the whole – that's most of it. That's the yeah. whole thing. Most of it is failing. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, you can be worried about that, but I like know that that's most of it, so yeah. I'm not really worried about that. Uh so I guess them coming to Abby's made them feel so much better. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're currently not in a period of failure, mm-hmm. and they're so excited to see it. Um, my aunt was actually very, very happy because she was telling me about how when she first got to America, my like dad took her to Universal Studios. It was one of the first few things she did. Kimia, you're going to make me I know. You're going to make me tear up But she up told right me now. this. She was like, I went to Universal Studios like 30 years ago when I first came to America, and now I'm here watching you at Universal Studios. Come on, Kimia, that is truly the my most heartwarming yeah. thing I've ever <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, Abby's is an upcoming American comedy television show that will be on NBC. It is created by Josh Malmuth. Is that Correct. how you say it? Yeah. Uh, and it's about a young woman who owns a, I will say, Cheers-like bar. Mm-hmm. And it's a multicam show, yep. which is very, very interesting. For those of you who don't know the difference between single cam and multicam, I guess the easiest way to explain that is a laugh track. Mm, yeah. uh, but it's also shot in front of a live audience. Yes. That's, that's probably the big difference. That's the big difference. Yes. And the cool thing about Abby's is that most multicam shows are shot on a set if they are uh, outdoors mm-hmm. or indoors. Just everything's on a set. We uh, are an outdoor bar, and we actually shoot outside mm. for real. So we're not on a soundstage yeah. or anything. We're just out in the open air. That's why you guys shoot so late, right, is because mm-hmm. you need people to be quiet. And we need well, we need to be dark for real. Yeah. We can't fake the darkness. Because you're outside. Um and uh actually the reason we shoot uh well, it's at night because it's a bar and you can't show people in the daylight yeah. drinking because America will be upset. Yes, yes. <laughs> they don't like that. Yeah. Uh yeah. But uh being outside we get a lot of planes still. <laughs> That's um, so interesting to deal with on a network television show. Yes. It's like pull for plane. For like, a multicam while there's a big audience yeah. there. It's pretty weird. <laughs> um but we also shoot on Tuesday nights, which we had to do, which is kinda weird because usually they'll do the last day of the week, a Friday mm-hmm. or something like that. But we had to do it because of uh, uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, I remember you telling me about yes, this. Yes, or else everybody just would be screaming on the back lot, and mm-hmm. we just get a lot of s- hold for screaming. Hold for screaming. Uh, so, <laughs> but it's doesn't. It's dark on Tuesdays. Now you're not a stranger to performing in front of live audiences, right? Uh, you perform yeah. Mod, which is the sketch night at UCB. You're on mm-hmm. Herald Night at UCB, uh, but you've never had to perform in front of a live audience and then do it again. Oh yeah. What is that process kind of like? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's um it's interesting because it takes the pressure off. Mm. Because when we do mod, we have like one shot and we have to get it all right. Absolutely. Um when we 
tape for Abby's, it's like if you mess up your line, you can just restart as if it was a single cam because mm-hmm. they'll just edit it away. Yeah. Um. Uh. But what's fun about it is you doing the scene multiple times. The second or third time around, they'll come in and give you a new line to say. Yes. So getting alt lines. All is the really writers exciting. are there, right? Yes, they're all there, and they mm-hmm. rush in, and they're like, "Okay, this time instead of this line, try this line, and here's your alt, and then go." And then it's a kind of like doing a whole new scene for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's really fun. But sometimes you don't get an alt, and you've said the same joke four times, and, and the audience is kind silly. of like because they have to giggle every time. They do. And they, you sort of like trick them into doing it anyway because of the tempo and the beat of everything. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of riding with the momentum of everything. Yes. I've been to a few tapings. It's a, it's it's almost, and I don't want to say religious as in like the feverness of it, but it's religious in terms of how regimented it is mm. and where there's a warm-up comic who yes. is almost doing like the call to worship and it's like getting everyone really excited. Interesting. And then the performers come out. And everyone like laughs at the right spots. Mm-hmm. And there are people in the audience. I saw the taping of the Carmichael show pilot. Okay. And there was a guy who I, I swear to God he thought that they were gonna give him a job if he laughed at the right moments. Yes. Are there people like that at your I, tapings? I we always wonder who is sitting up in the audience. For the first few episodes, it was like a lot of my friends and family. Yeah. Because they were from LA and they yeah. were pumped to come see the show. Mm-hmm. But then I ran out of people who wanted to sit in the audience. Of course. So we're like, who's up there? And we think it's people who think they're going to be discovered from the audience. Yeah, because this of the way that they laugh. Like they're like, a little ah, bit bizarre. Ah, ah, this is the funniest thing I've yeah, ever heard. Yes. It's like, you can calm down. Yes. What, what bar is it filmed at? Uh, they built a bar behind uh, the Desperate Housewives Set. homes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like on a street in the back lot of Universal. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, and behind one of the homes, they built us a whole set. Wow, that's um, fantastic. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you that's ever really find cool. yourself playing towards the audience? Like, uh, do you do you find, do you find, because that's something I think that you never fall into a temptation with yeah. on Herald Night. I mean, I've performed with you only for two years, but I feel like I've never watched it go, the audience isn't liking what I'm doing. I'm going to, like, try to play to them. But I can't imagine what that pressure is like with right. cameras rolling. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever done that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I don't find myself doing that. Also because like the words are written and I can't change them. Sure. And so I, you just have to figure out the best way to say that thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there isn't one, and that's fine because they'll run in and give you a new line. Oh, of uh, course. But you just do your best. Um, and you know what? It's fine. I like myself and my friends like me. So if the whole audience doesn't, I'll be fine. <laughs> what a positive outlook. I mean, that's it, right? That's how you get through auditioning. Sure. And all those like acting failures. It's like you walk out and you're like, I know I'm good, and that's enough. I walk into auditions and walk out of them with a very different outlook. I mm. walk in going, this is dumb. They already hate me. They don't want me to do this. And I go in, I audition, and then I walk out. And I'm like, you see, I told you so. No, 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 no. Everyone who, everyone in that audition room wants you to do well. No, no. I don't know how you've tricked yourself into what believing that. What do you mean? That, That's how the business works. They want to go home and find their person. That is they true. Be like, they want the someone guy. to be good. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure they want that person to be me. No, of course. Why not? Why not? No, that's a good point. That's what a good no point. How did you develop this positive outlook? Because it's it's very rare to find I in guess. Los Angeles. This is a, a, and I don't mean the people who live here. The people who live yeah. here, who grew up here, are wonderful, fantastic people. But amongst the transplants, yeah. there's a deep sense of cynicism. Sure. I guess so. I mean, at, at UCLA, they 
we had like our whole senior year was like stuff you should do mm-hmm. to make it as an actor mm-hmm. um the way you should dress and like how you should read your sides and did you do, you do any stuff. of that um i tried when i first graduated i was like okay i need to like dress a little bit like the character i'm auditioning for mm-hmm. and in this scene it's a love scene so i need to show these recognizable ways people show love whatever yeah. and it was so hard and it just wasn't fun and it wasn't you yeah because i understand things differently and it's like i look like this and i talk like this and it that's like like, that's enough. Like, why do I have to try to be more than that? And if I can trust in that enough, then I can walk out of anything being like, well, maybe the next thing is what I fit. I can attest to that because I read the Abby's pilot. And you as a person and, and what I'm sure you're bringing to the character isn't exactly how the character was written on the page. Mm-hmm. I feel like you probably went into that room and were just like, here's what I'm going to bring to the character. And yeah. they're like, I like this more than what we wrote. It was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit kind of like that. It was like, because uh, the character was written super tough. Yes. Um, and Who is Latina. Your character? Uh, my character's named Rosie, mm-hmm. and she works at the bar. She's a bar back. Yes. Um, if we're doing this, she was supposed to be an parallel. illegal. She was supposed to be an illegal immigrant. Oh yes, but no longer is. No longer is. But you got we, that we, insider info. I read the pilot. Exactly. I read the pilot. I used to joke with you about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No longer illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is still an immigrant. <laughs> but child. yeah, the comparison on uh, Cheers would be uh, Carla. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I actually taped for this first, and I did it really tough as it was written mm-hmm. and supposed to be. And they like called me in for a workshopping session with casting, which I've never done before. Yeah. And they were the ones who were like actually do it more like you because they'd already cast natalie morales who it was a tough latina person there like, yeah. they can't have two of that same character on yes. the show yes um so then they had me do it like not tough i'm not tough natalie i don't know morales, if everybody knows me but i'm not a tough person <laughs> natalie morales is from parks and recreation yes correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so i did it more like me and then they were like okay great mm-hmm. so some but also i've auditioned for like a Persian translator on Scandal, which would never be me. Yeah. Like a diplomat's translator can't sound like this and look like me. Yeah. But some things can. And but that's But maybe okay. you should go into that audition room and just, you know, play it how you would play it and be like, oh, hold on, I'm looking at my notes. It's and like, then oops, it's all I, I slipped. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That'd be a very fun episode of Scandal. The worst <laughs> thing to do. I, I think that a lot of people fall into that trap yeah. where they go into these rooms and they try so hard not to be themselves mm-hmm. and then they don't get it and they're left with so many questions. But the clear answer is you weren't being authentic in any sort of way. Yeah, because we think of acting like being other people or being mm. a character. But it's just like using those words and experiences to be that other person, but like also through you who's lived a life. Absolutely. Like we just want to be human beings. Mm-hmm. So you can just trust. I was just trusting how I would react to things. Which is a little strange, maybe, sure. but that's fine because that might work for some things. So who are you then? What do you mean? Who are you? If you're saying you're bringing yourself into this, I've been I might this whole know time. an idea of yourself, but our listeners have no idea. Who is Kimia Bapornia? How would you answer this question? I mean, I'm not you. I know that's true, but like, what do you like use adjectives to describe yourself, or like? I don't know. Um, what do you think defines you? What defines me? Sure. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I guess. Uh, the the cartoons I watched, sure. uh, so a lot of that, um, a lot of like I don't know. I guess I am pretty positive and mm-hmm. supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Find that to be very true. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. My favorite word is is dumb. Your favorite word and is dumb. Silly. Mm-hmm. So I try to be those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and loyal. I'm a good friend. I do believe that's those very are all true. those things that I, I think do believe are that me. to be very very true. Thank you. I also think that you're a very diplomatic person. Oh sure. 
I've rarely seen you take sides. Yeah. Well, I just try to understand where everybody's coming from, I mm. think. Uh, taking sides is too hard. I, maybe that comes from how I'm also indecisive. Here's a negative word to describe myself in a way. Well, in what ways do you find yourself to be indecisive? Just in, uh, in like... Please decide. Oh, uh, God. You got me. Was this all for your bit? <laughs> no. Because it worked. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think on most things I'm indecisive. I'm also like very passive. Mm. I'll like let other people win all the time. I don't find that any of that to be true. Really? I find Maybe you I've to tricked be you into... such an individual. Oh, yeah. Truly, I... you have your own style. Sure. You have your own way <laughs> of doing things. Uh, uh, we make fun of Amon Adumer a lot, you yes, and I, for being do. such his own person. And uh-huh. like the way he thinks, you're just like, how did you reach this conclusion? He's an alien. But you are... Very similar in some aspects. To you're me. right. We are similarly alien esque. I think. Where I think that you're just so your own self. How do you find yourself to be passive? Um, I don't know. I think in an argument, I will often try to lose, or mm. like in difficult situation. Maybe this is what this is what makes me diplomatic. Where it's like I'll try to go on that other person's side, or like let them win, because I always think I can deal with my own disappointment better than maybe somebody else can. Oof. Uh, so it's okay if I'm upset or if I lose. Because yeah. I know in the end I'll be okay, but I don't know if the other person will. Yeah. And I just want to make sure they are. Wow. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Well, that, thing. that hurt to listen to. No, because I'm not upset. Do you know what I mean? I understand, but that's what hurt is that you can like see, you're just like, this means more to this other person. Sure. So I'm going to kind of walk away from it. Yeah. It's not even a means more. It's just like I don't want them to feel upset. Sure. Ever. Sure. Did you play sports at all, Kimia? I did. I played a little bit of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I played soccer, but only one season. Mm-hmm. I lost two teeth that season and got the wind knocked out of me three times with the ball. <laughs> it was not very good. Were you a good athlete? Uh, I'm pretty athletic, but uh, not at soccer. Like at basketball, I was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I played tennis one time. Uh, that was not very good. Uh, my tennis teacher also insisted on calling me Kim. She was an old white woman who mm. wouldn't say my full name. She didn't want to say Kim yet? She didn't want to say my full ethnic name. I mean, I would even like ride with the argument if your name was much longer. Oh, yeah. But Kimia is very simple. So simple. Yeah. She just needed to add an Ia. Sure. Ugh. Um, yeah, I was pretty good at basketball. I tried out in high school because I thought that would be a fun way to make friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you make the team? They didn't put me on the team. Did that hurt at all? Yeah, I was a little bummed because I was bummed. like, maybe I am bad at basketball. <laughs> I thought I was good at it. <laughs> well, middle school level basketball and high school level basketball are two very different things. I guess it's different. Yeah. But I had a friend. I went and and tried out with a friend of mine from my PE class who was like, ugh, I don't know. I guess I'll do this. My dad wants me to, and like she got on the team. Did that hurt? Yeah, because I was like, I actually cared to get on this team, <laughs> and he just showed up to the practice. I promise you that there are so many other people that feel that way about so many things that you do. I mean, I guess, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I want to ask you about something. Okay. And it might annoy you a little bit, but I'm going to ask you about it, but I'll do so after the break. We are back on Culture Geeks. I am still with Kimmy Bufornia, star of Station 19 and Abby's. I'm a star of... Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Kimia, we let's talk about appearance for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And specifically how you appear to people. 
Kim, more than once you've been mistaken for a black woman. Oh, God. Uh, it's something that you constantly have to deal with. I think you and uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name, but she, uh, Michelle Wolf are the, probably the only two people in the world who have to deal with this problem. Oh, We're in a world where so many people are trying to be black women. The two of you are both actively trying not to be. Yes. What? 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 Where did this come from? How did this start? Like, <laughs> I don't. Uh, let me just clarify. I'm not black. I just no, want to say not. that. No, okay, you're not. Okay, thank you. I know that. Great, thank you. I thought you were black for a long time. A ago. lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do. Uh, a lot of people I've been friends with for a while uh, are surprised to know. Yeah. That I'm not. They just like assume, and then they're like, "Oh, it must be true." Yeah. Uh, I just don't. You know, I, I feel like I disappoint people. When do you feel like, like you're disappointed when they I realize that do. you're not black? They're yes. like, Oh, she's just Persian. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and then that's upsetting because there's less Persians out here. That is true. I mean, especially in the media. Yeah, there's less of Persians. Yeah. So for black people to want me to so <laughs> easily join their community. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the hair. <sighs> We've discussed this. I it's think it's the hair. hair. Uh, but, but Lacey you know, Mosley, who's a friend of the podcast. Yes, Lacey Mosley you buys com- Persian women's hair. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so she ha- buys hair like mine. Yeah. So she knows that my hair is typically Persian women's hair. Yeah. So I don't know where she's coming from on this. Well, I think it's because she'll show up to an audition for a black woman, and lo and behold, who's sitting there front and center? I mean, that's <laughs> not on me. We all know commercials. Our human prop garbage. You're the mixed race, like uh, uh like black dad, white mom, kid yes. in almost every commercial. I could be. Yeah. I could be. Um, yeah. I mean, what even was the question? You just wanted to bring this up again for me to deal with? I just want to know what that's like for you on the other end of it, which you did kind of answer. Uh, yeah. I just feel like I'm letting people down. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm not black. And then here's what most people say. They're mm. like, oh, but you can be one of us. And I'm like, Okay, a warm welcome into pretending to be black. Camila, you don't understand that there are so many white people listening to this conversation just full of jealousy that you are looking at this invite and just being like, I guess. And they want it so badly. It's such a lie. They want it so badly and you have it. Right at your feet, and you don't even want it. No, I have. To, it's more important that I be Persian. It is true. No, I completely understand where you're coming from. That's right. But I mean, have you heard of this new Instagram thing? Like, there's these women who have been being revealed on Instagram of pretending to be black. No, it's like a big thing. What, what like is it? Rachel Dolezal. It's called. Well, Rachel Dolezal is like a very famous example, but it's recently. I believe the term is, and uh, Sophie, if you can look this up for me, nigger fishing. Oh uh, God. I think it's a. a, a a portmanteau on catfishing? Is that how you use the word portmanteau? Isn't it portmanteau? Maybe. Hmm. Uh, but I believe it is called nigger fishing, and it's the act of someone going on Instagram and pretending to be black. Are oh you seeing God. anything about this when you Google nigger fishing? Unfortunately, I Googled that. Did and? It is correct. This okay. is a new thing that's been happening? Uh, uh, this person on Twitter did a thread where they revealed a bunch of Instagram models who were quote unquote black women who were actually just white women who did things like get very dark spray tans or butt implants or lip injections okay and were pretending to be black women so they're not even appropriating they're just like they're just straight up pr- straight up lying about, yeah absolutely uh-huh. like it's not even like they're like doing the braids or anything like that it's like they're straight up modifying mm. parts of themselves they're okay. yeah 
That's yeah. That's and they'll like be are. like, "Hey, my sisters, check out this like natural no. hair product." No way. No, and like, and they have sponsors and stuff no. like that. That's crazy. I can't. That's insane. I mean, I don't. Yeah, of course. That's wild. I I won't do that. Is that what you're asking me? I'm, I'm not, not doing asking it. you if you're doing that, Kimmy. No. I know that you're not. Good, because I'm not. I mean, in fifth grade, my mom took me to a place to get basically cornrows because she thought it would be easier to do my hair. And I said, Mom, I can't because I'm not black and I can't believe you thought this was okay. (laughs) So there. I think that like uh, 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 people of color in other races have these like very weird moments where they run into like things that are like kind of appropriating or racist where like. And it's just funny to me, like, um, your your roommate, I won't reveal her name, but <laughs> she was telling me about she was going through her old photo album uh-huh. of her uh, family back in Armenia, and <laughs> she came across this theater production that they had done, because apparently her families were all, they are all performers. Yes, they do. And uh, she saw her aunt in, in blackface oh, for, like, dear. Othello or something like that. Oh, I had no idea. I'm going to have to call her right that's, after this. It's so funny. It's so, and it's like, I don't know. I don't want to call it innocent because I don't want people to be like, oh, are you okaying that? I'm not saying that. I just think there are like these weird moments, cross cultures where there's not a clear power dynamic. Sure. Right? Where like, I don't think, I mean, someone could maybe argue that a Persian person has more power or privilege or maybe a black person has more power or privilege mm-hmm. than the other. But I think that those dynamics are a lot less clear versus me and a white person, right? That's like, true. I think that, like, you know, you have things that you struggle with that I don't have to struggle with, yeah. right? I, I, One of them is I can travel a lot more freely and yeah. stuff like that. But there are things that you may not deal with that I also deal with. So, like, there are these moments where those things cross that are very funny to me. That's true. That is interesting. But I don't know what the word to use with it is. I don't know if the word innocent is... But I think your mom trying to get no you cornrows. Yeah, it does seem innocent, right? It doesn't yeah. seem like she was like, ooh, this looks cool on black people. No. She's just like, oh, I'm so tired of dealing with this yes. hair. I'm just going to put it in cornrows. Exactly. Yeah. That was exactly what she was thinking. Versus like, you know, a young white lady being like, I love this hair on a black woman. I'm going to mm-hmm. do Like those are, those are two That's different. That's different. Yeah. You're right. So I should go get. That's so not I what I said. That was not the end of that conversation. <laughs> That's the uh, conclusion I got. Well, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been invited into the community, <laughs> and now I get to braid my hair. <laughs> Kimia, what do you want out of all of this? Out of? Your career, out of your life. Where is Kimia Bapornia headed? Oh, I don't know. I just want to keep working, I guess. Mm. Doing Abby's was so exciting. Of to course. Be... Are you guys done filming? We are doing our final episode uh, taping on Tuesday. May I please come? Uh, yeah, of course. I've asked many times. I'll put you on that list. And I mean, I put never, it out on that group chat last week, and you available. didn't hop on on there. I wasn't, I wasn't available. I'll put you on for this one. Okay. Uh, it'll be a packed house. It's our last one, and we'll get a lot of people in there. Okay, so I th- sh- should I show up early? Uh, no, that'll be fine. Should I wear a suit? We can talk about this later. I can wear a suit. You don't need to wear a suit. Please okay. don't. It would be a lot. Should uh, I bring you flowers? No. I hate flowers. Okay. You know that. I, I think they're a dumb present. I think you have discussed this. I have. I've yeah. ranted about this. I'm sure I have. Mm-hmm. That, the, uh, <laughs> just so people know, when we do a Herald- uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so No, funny. it's true. When we do a Herald, uh, there's this 
way that we generate ideas. A lot of our listeners don't understand improv at all. Sure. Almost to the point that they don't understand what UCB is mm. overall. And a lot of our reviews are people <laughs> saying things like, what's this YCB you guys are always talking about? Like, and they're like very upset with us. It doesn't make any sense. But when we're doing our shows, the way that we generate ideas, one way that we used to do it was this thing called a rant, mm-hmm. which was a, a very personal opinion of someone that we would turn into comedic ideas. And mm-hmm. I would say that yours were very surprising. You have some very strong opinions that I didn't I think it. you'd ever have. Like, babies are the dumbest thing yes, you've ever seen. I have or... some hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Flowers was also one. Like, yes. That's where I think your only bit of negativity I've ever seen came out, where it's like, you have these very strong, mean opinions about, about things. About stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. <laughs> like, you really do hate babies. I do. I just don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? They like look at you and you're like, what? I already made that face once. <laughs> I can't make it 20 more times for you to smile. Like, Do I talk to you? Do I sure. hold you? Do you just sit there? Sure. Is there enough going on in your own mind that mm-hmm. I don't need to entertain you? Mm-hmm. Do I? Do you need to be fed? I don't know because you can't talk. Did yeah. you poop your pants? I don't know. I have to smell the check because you won't say anything. How many babies are you dealing with? Well- I know that you're dealing with these, like, I've seen now recently There's on your There's four Instagram. toddlers I'm in yes. regular contact with. Absolutely. And they love to copy me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? As much as... Uh, babies I'm over. Toddlers I love. Because yeah. they're funny. And they yeah. think I'm funny. And they like to copy me and do what I do. That's very uh, fun. I'm very into it. Yeah. But I pretend to hate it because it's more fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun to pretend to be annoyed by them because they're so affected by it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like it. Um, wow, big tangent on where do I where do I want to be? I mean, is it a big tangent? No, I, I want to be like it, uh, farther away from babies, mm-hmm, closer but closer to, to toddlers. toddlers. So uh, then, adoption is that on the table? No, God, I don't want it to be my own. Like I'll hang out with anybody else's <laughs> children, but if I have to take care of it, it's like so much pressure. Are you at the stage where your friends are having children yet? No, I'm not. Mm. Uh, not my close friends. Like maybe some acquaintance I knew in college who mm-hmm. like has been married since we graduated. But yeah. not like no. None of my friends. No, my close friends are entering the marriage game now. I'm mm. leaving tomorrow to go to a wedding. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Love weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, none of my friends. Are, I don't think we're even in the marriage thing. I mean, it's slowly like people are starting yeah. proposals or something. Sure. Uh, but I'll wait for a wedding wedding season. That'll be so exciting when all my friends are getting married. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Absolutely. You, uh, you're a suit rocker. At weddings, uh, I I'm fifty fifty. Okay. Not even. I'm more sixty forty. I'll go dresses over suits mm-hmm. more often. Mm. I contain multitudes. Hey, I believe um, it. And a lot of <laughs> suits fit me weird. Uh, <laughs> so, because uh, I have you know too much boob for a suit. Sure. A lot of the times. Sure. Uh, so I'll go for a dress. They're sure. cooler. I found uh, gowns with pockets, and mm-hmm. that's just the best thing to have at a wedding. Because then I don't have to carry a dumb bag. Yeah. <laughs> just put my phone in my pocket. Then I don't need a what a clutch. I yeah. support you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So where does this all go for you? Oh, um, hopefully I just get to do more shows. Like I, I've said this before, and I still think it's true. I don't necessarily ever want to be. Um, in a show or a movie that has like uh, it, that is about one person, one lead. I'm like very into ensemble stuff. Mm. Uh, so that's why I was so excited to do Abby's, and that's why I like love Harold Night and doing mod sketch because it is like being on an ensemble show. Mm-hmm. People come to hang out with Leroy. Yes, that's right. I like a thing where there's it's it's like a team process. Mm-hmm. So even for a show, like if I get to do just more shows that are ensemble stuff, I would be so excited to do that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a lead. Can you anything. see? You, do you want to be a lead? Is there a part um, of you that wants to? No, I don't want to. I think it's more fun to just be a team. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I don't know. Saturday Night Live. Does that interest you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Why? I like love sketch and doing it at UCB, but to like have that, uh, that schedule and do sketch like every weekend for TV. I don't know. Yeah. I would prefer to like tell a story. I love telling stories, so like TV and movies are just more exciting. Can we way. talk about your mod team briefly? Yeah, sure. You guys recently did a show that truly I walked away from and I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh. And I don't compliment people often. I'm a very mean, nasty, awful human But we've had so many compliments today. Well, I'm talking to you honestly. Oh, my God. People don't get to see me like this very often. They get to listen to it. But people who know me, if they listen to the podcast, they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. That's true. Usually he's just like yelling. Yeah. No, it's true. But when it's just me and another guest, I, I... I let out this other side of me that this I don't usually great. let out. Uh, but you guys did a play, essentially, mm-hmm. that was about a high school that had just completed doing a Midsummer's Night Dream. Yes. And were having their cast yes, party. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the funniest and most earnest things I've ever seen in my life. I didn't do theater in Thank high school you. at all. I did theater in college. But still, I felt like I recognized Every single archetype you guys were making fun mm-hmm. of. You had the girl who believed she was a star. Yes. You had uh, the gay, the, the the gay cast member. Rich guy. Uh, yeah. You had the rich guy. You had the, the you had the jock who um, who did one play. Who did one play? And thought he was the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and then there was you who was like clearly like a, a tree or something extra, like that. The, the extra, freshman. But yeah. then still the funniest part still. of the play. <laughs> sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it really bothered the girl who. Believe mm-hmm. she was a star. Uh, you had the mysterious dark kid. Yes. And the, this horny, horny, horny uh, uh, cast member. <laughs> horny, horny teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It we was did. so fucking funny. Oh, that's one of my favorite things I've ever done uh, as a show. It's amazing. Do you do you guys ever consider like reproducing those things? Because I know it's, you guys did it again as a show. But like we did. a short film or something oh. like that where more people could have access to it. Because I feel like there's so much humor on mod night yeah that is inaccessible because it's only on mod night if that makes sense versus herald night it's fleeting who gives a fuck if anyone sees it ever again yeah the charm but you don't have to with mod i feel like there are certain teams like your team who are producing this content that i'm just like i want to see this again yeah i don't know we haven't talked about it i mean we talked about doing or like all we've done is the gotten the video of us performing it live yeah someone sits in the back with a camera and tapes all that stuff um, we haven't, I don't know. That'd be cool though. You're right. People should be able to see these all mod shows and sure. other capacities. Um, but it is also kind of magical that they just live in that. Sure, in absolutely. That theater. Absolutely. Because a lot of stuff, live stuff, is terrible to watch. Yeah. Over again. Yeah. <laughs> Most 100%. times. Well, that's what I was saying. If you guys had shot if it with we the did, intention like a short of film. taping it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to write your own stuff, Kimya? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've written, the only thing I've written is just like some scenes for myself to go into workshops to do or like some characters because mm-hmm. we do sketch mm-hmm. or uh, I wrote an animated pilot because I love cartoons. Of course. In case anyone ever says, do you write? I'll be like, here's a pilot I wrote. But I don't really aspire to do that. I don't think, I think I'm a better performer than a writer Uh, in my own mind. Okay. Um, I believe that. Yeah. Can I hear one of your characters? What character? Any character. Take us home with a character. No. 
That's fair. Well, because my characters are pretty physical. Like I do a lot of birds. Sure. Can I hear a bird real quick? That's fair. No, it's not like in. It's not like in my voice. Let me hear a bird. Okay, I'll do my pigeon. Yeah, let me hear it's your my pigeon. It's my favorite. Okay. Uh, okay, this is a pigeon. Okay. Ooh, a crumb. Nope, just a rock. Ooh, a crumb. <laughs> nope, that was a rock. Ooh, a crumb. Nope, that's a rock. When will I learn? That's very good. Thank you. You had to see the bending down of and the And I'm eating. very happy that everyone who listens to this podcast will hear just the audio okay, of that. Okay, great. <laughs> and have no idea the what intense... I'm doing? <laughs> physicality you just did in front of us it's in, more intense when i'm standing but yeah, yeah but it was still intense to hey. watch you sw- uh, swivel back and forth in hey, that thanks chair. a lot give me what do you want people to walk away from this conversation knowing about you uh about me sure um i don't know know that i'm very nice and i would be a good friend mostly Great. i want everybody else to know that uh they the secret to life is do what you want and always be happy with yourself and you're all okay fantastic that's all you need to know everybody's fantastic. okay uh where can people find you uh, oh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Child Clown. That's right. Yes, you are. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Child Clown underscore because some other freak wants to be Child Clown, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and uh, you can come to the YCB, UCB, the thing you don't know anything about. Uh, see me in shows. And uh, we don't have a premiere date for Abby's, but check out NBC in the spring. Mm-hmm. You can watch Abby's. All right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, thank you so much for being hey, on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Of course. Guys, you can hear more from the Culture Kings by following Jaquise Neal on Twitter, at Jaquise Neal, and on Instagram, at Jaquise Neal. You can follow myself, at Edgar Mobus here on Twitter, at Awfulgram on Instagram. You can also follow Culture Kings Podcast, at Culture Kings Pod on all social media. Can I make media. a suggestion? Please. If you like Edgar's new interview styles, can you hashtag... NP Edgar? Yes, sure. Hashtag NP Edgar. Uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, that will turn into something. I highly, highly doubt I it. I highly, highly doubt it. I suggested uh, it. I, uh, <laughs> uh, no one will do this hashtag. Also, uh, I think fans are livid. I think fans are livid that we've been doing episodes like this, and they're very upset. They're very mad. I've received a couple of hate gifs. In my DMs. That was just me. It was just Sophie, but I still received them. <laughs> Guys, you can check Jaquise and I out live at the Chicago Podcast Festival November 29th at 9 p.m. at the Chicago Works Theater. Or is it Chicago Theater Works? Who knows? They do things weird in Chicago. Uh, we'll be there murdering the show, as they do in the city. Uh, you can... <laughs> Also, check out our new t-shirt designs on tpublic.com slash culturekings. Uh, Jaquise has been working very, very hard on these new t-shirt designs that are kind of like uh, based on black sitcoms from the 90s. And I know you guys are listening to this being like, wow, sounds like Jaquise is putting a lot of work into these t-shirts and you're not doing a damn thing, Edgar. You're right. I'm not. Uh, Thank you for listening to the episode. And as always, stay healthy. (laughs) 